If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Real. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things episode Ahem, 135, sponsored by our friends at Manscaped, who have a new message for us all. Oh. Roses are red, violets are blue, don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is Wait, just... actually <laughs> said that. I thought you came up with that. <laughs> no, it actually says that. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code WESAYTHINGS for 20% off and free shipping. Do you have any products with you, Cinderin? I can get one. No, that's okay. I have one on my desk, as we've shown a couple I have times one lying now. lying right outside my room. The Weed Whacker, which I haven't opened yet because, again, they've sent me so many of these. A, a lifetime supply, it seems. I also have conditioner and shampoo uh, downstairs in my shower. They have so many products now, actually. But, of course, uh, we do appreciate their sponsorship. And if you guys are interested in grooming your nether regions, which I would recommend from time to time, and you want something that is specifically catered for that. I mean, I used to use a regular uh, electric shaver that I used on my face, and then I'd use it on my balls right after, Cinderin. Probably mm. not the most hygienic thing. Of course, that might have to do with me never washing them as well. But, you know, to each their own. So, in essence, yeah. to, to sum things up, Manscaped... <laughs> You should definitely get their products, guys. We appreciate their sponsorship, and of course, uh, they help us out. And if you guys need free shipping, need that 20% off, go to uh, manscaped.com and use the We Say Things code. So that is it. Thank you. Next, let's talk about the patron shout-out, Cinder. I'll do the first half. You okay. can do the second. Uh Vovalicious Manscaped made my Bulgarian balls even more delicious. That's nice. So if he's listening, or this, I guess it could be a woman. If you are listening, I had to delete the second half of your message because I did not feel comfortable reading it. I I wasn't sure. It was, I didn't. Anyway, if you put it again, I'll reconsider i guess but it seemed like in poor taste but i had to bring it by the missus and see what she thought she's like yeah probably best not to say it so not going to uh roundy three my name is not calvin klein mom it's marty games for falling asleep would much would play much more ability draft it would track some dota plus progression for the random hero true that 
Disco Farm D, Vincent Darksea, Hakuna Matata, Commander Donut, Bread Sheeran, Chakar Still an Asshole, Mumbai Munich, the you Mega Pope. Right. What did I say last time? I don't know, but every time it's the two cities, you get one of them wrong. You got yeah. this one. <laughs> the Mega Pope, one year of shilling for New Zealand for this podcast and no result. Come on, team, get it done. TI in New Zealand, Zan Xavier, and Nate Thicko, 01 Hamscroats. Thank you. And Bacon. Ah, my dick got sucked into a wormhole. Did you like that acting? Did that sound believable? That, the way that he typed it, it's all in caps, and it's, it's a screaming ah, uh, and yours is like a satisfaction ah. Uh, I thought that was funny. Fitting. Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop, nothing to see here. Underscore man, Ben Broomhead lives in Australia, so a TI in New Zealand would be extremely poggers champus. Let's make it happen. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Anonymous, and a new fact. Peter, alligators have a U-spaced rounded snout that is wide and short, whereas crocodiles have a longer V-shaped snout. Uh, there's no last name. I'm going to guess it's still Niebling. Uh, thank you, Peter, for your fun fact of the day. Very interesting. I thank will use you. that next time I play Trivial Pursuit. Okay. Do you actually play Trivial Pursuit? Uh, it's been a while. I, only time I'm sure there will ever... be a question about this. Not really. I've never played it. The only time I've even heard of it or seen a little bit being played is in Seinfeld. Oh. Which, you yeah, know I'm what? Old. This wasn't even on the, the, uh, the agenda, but I'm going to give my son's fan recommends. Seinfeld. I recommend Seinfeld. I actually just okay. rewatched all nine seasons. I finished last night. I'm really sad. But... Obviously, I'd seen it as a kid. I thought I'd seen every episode, and I basically did. I think there was maybe one episode that I had not seen, which was actually in the last season. It was shocking. Uh, but it has aged quite well. There are some things that are, you know, they joke a lot about suicide. I noticed that in the first few seasons. That's something that has drastically changed. It's interesting to see, like, a lot of the stuff that's changed so much in, uh, like, 25 years now. But it... One of the best, if not the best, comedy series of all time, in my opinion. And if people like, like, I, I don't judge you. Okay, I do. That's a lie. If you love Friends, I judge you a little bit. Like, I like it. Don't get me wrong. But as the seasons progressed and all the characters started just banging each other, it just, it got really stupid. Joey and Rachel, that ended the entire series for me. But Seinfeld kept it true, Cinderin, and I appreciate that. No fan, fan service. Yeah. Okay. First topic of the week is the DPC, which da, 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 da. the for the I don't know if SCA is still going on right now, but for the most part, the regular season, I guess we can call it, is over. So we can kind of talk about results and depending on the region, potential tiebreakers as well. Yep. So. The two regions that we've been covering the most are NA and SA. SA meaning NA, of course. NA and Western Europe. So we can start with Western Europe, which has been an absolute slugfest. It has been... Team Tickles was in first place with Team Liquid for the longest time. But ends up with Team Liquid, without tiebreakers needed, are the top dogs of Western Europe. They ended 6-1. and one. The only team they lost to was... Nigma Galaxy, also known as NGX. Got to make that catch on. Yep. Uh, Team Tickles <laughs> ends up in second at five and two. And that's 
I mean, we can talk about them briefly. They've been the biggest surprise uh, yeah, for the, really the season as a whole. And it feels like they're, I don't know if they're the only ones that started this center. Maybe you'll know better than me because I don't have time to watch other regions at this stage. But their whole tri- aggro trialing that they seem to do all the time, I'm starting seeing other teams picking it up now. Were they the yeah. kind of the trendsetters of kind of resetting this this strat? I would say so, yeah. They definitely do it way more than other teams in Europe have, by far. Uh, and seeing as the region started around the same time, except China, which started later, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it to nearly the same extent in other regions. I'm pretty sure they were the ones running it, doing a lot of aggro challenge with like Treant and getting ace one-on-one matchups mm-hmm. um, in his own safe lane. It's been... It's been really successful for them, for sure. Um, I guess toward the end, they've started getting figured out a little bit. Um, so going forward, the question is how how things are going to look there. They got 2-0'd by Secret in their last series. But at the same time, they did 2-0 Tundra recently as well. So, But I guess teams are getting caught less and less off guard by what they're doing at this point. Um but one of their losses was in week two. So I don't know if it's actually fair to say they got figured out. They kind of kept, kept their their streak going to, for the most part. Um, right. But the Secret series was was very different, basically, in like pacing and how Secret adapted to the laning. So, um, But we'll see when they get to play again, if teams are prepared for what they're bringing. Uh, obviously, that's a big question mark right now, what's coming up. So those are the top two teams, and we're going to talk about the middle of the group in just a second. But the last two, which will be going to Division Two now, are Cool Guys, which wasn't a big surprise, and Alliance. Obviously, I would say Western Europe has the most competitive region of all the regions. So one mm-hmm. recognizable team. If it wasn't Tickles, a recognizable team was going to go to Div 2, and it's going to be Alliance, which with the yeah. brand new roster, you predict- I thought they'd do better, honestly. Maybe they just need a little bit more time. Maybe they need more changes. Who knows? But have not looked very good at all. They got 2 0 in every series except for Liquid, which was their most recent one. They ended up winning one yeah. game. And their only series win was against Cool, cool Guys, 2-0. Yep. Um, I will say, I think in the Liquid series, they look better. So perhaps they're on the way up. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the time to peak, but... It's a good sign for them, at least, if things are starting to to gel better. Um, unfortunately for them, they'll have to grind through an entire season of Division Two and make sure to close that out so they can get back. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's hard to say, right? Like what the org is going to do and what the players are going to do with this result and the and everything coming up. But I have the impression that at least a good chunk of them are going to grind it out with the with the org, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. I think something that Alliance is really, at least is what they're, um, the story that they're selling or whatever is this whole family thing and really working together and overcoming difficulties. Uh, and if the players all buy into that idea and want to put in the work together and stay together, then we might see the same roster in the, in the next season. But right. historically speaking, that would be not very common in this spot, right? Uh, that they make zero changes, but... I don't know. Uh, we'll see what they're going to do. And with well, that, we can is, talk is about yeah, the middle of the group now, which is a four-way tie for third. We have yep. NGX, OG, Team Secret, and Tundra. Now, 
what the tiebreakers are going to end up coming. I mean, right now, based on what the knowledge of the general public, it's just DPC points at this stage. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. But tiebreakers, there has been a little bit of drama because we don't know when they are. I've heard that they're supposed to be Friday, but teams were originally told it was on the weekend. So now some teams might not be available Friday. So I actually don't know when the, the tiebreakers are for Western Europe. I don't know if it's been 100 100% confirmed, but uh, either way, that is going to be a ridiculous tiebreaker situation between yeah. those four teams. That should be fun to watch. Or Especially because, so when this season started out, the top dogs were Liquid and OG, right? Mm-hmm. And then as we progressed, some of the bigger names that were slow starters have caught up in Enigma Galaxy and Secret. And Tundra has been staying around the middle of the pack. And now with that 2-0 victory they got against OG yesterday, they secured themselves. They basically played themselves into a tiebreaker. I have no favorite for this. Like, I think it's really... Uh, if if there were a major, the two slots that would matter would be third, fourth out of these four that they're playing for. Uh, fifth and sixth place are relatively irrelevant, um, which means you want to get top two. So you need to beat two teams yep. in this. Beat them out. That is I, right. Do you, do you want to pick two you think are going to win? Well, Nigma have looked better than the other ones recently. They've picked mm-hmm. it up quite a bit. So, oh, God, that is so tough. I Okay, of the four, I have the least confidence in OG just because it is a very new roster. Yeah. The other three, that is a real toss-up. Tundra has looked exceptional. Like, they were the team that I felt like should have been at TI based on just how good they were. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, Secret is the best team on paper, I still think, that in the entire world. So I have to just uh-huh. go with Secret and NGX. For the two, okay. just for momentum. Yeah, I was thinking Nigma. that too. I I, th- I feel pretty confident in Secret actually, based on how they played recently. Um, so it's them and <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna agree. But I do think Tundra have a very good shot as well. It's very close. Yeah, but probably those. Okay, so that's Western Europe. So I guess by next week we'll be able to definitively say what the actual standings will be. Final uh, standings, yeah. Let's go to Eastern Europe, Division One. Uh, we have Team Spirit, no surprise. I guess this one's not quite done yet. They still have one series to go, it looks like. But they are currently in first place. Puck Champ in second at 6-1, and one, so they've lost once. Uh, Hellraisers and VP are tied for third. And then Navi uh, are 3-4, and four, so it looks like they're pretty much out of the running for top four, followed by Gambit, Mind Games, and Empire. So right now, Empire's guaranteed Div 2, and Mind Games and Gambit are tied for uh, second to last. So there's going to be a tiebreaker there, potentially. Remember um, remember last time we talked about this region, I think Puck Champ were 4-1 and one or 5-1, and one, and Hellraisers were 4-0, and then Spirit were on top. And we were like, okay, it's going to be exciting to see between those teams. Hellraisers lost two series in a row, and guess who they lost to? Puck Champ and Spirit. <laughs> so... It's pretty clear tiering based on that. They got two owed by both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a pretty... Like, no matter what, Puck Champ is top two together with Spirit. Spirit's last game doesn't matter. Um, oh, well, they, they can cement their first place, actually. So it does matter. They want to win out. Um, if they do lose that series, they tie with Puck Champ for first, and then there would be a tiebreaker for that uh, top spot from the region. Is um, Puck Champ... Uh, is... 
I'm guessing this is not an org, right? Not sponsored no, right now. I don't think so. So Empire might be. <laughs> they have mm. a Div Two team now. That that might be. Uh, I mean, we'll see. CIS is always very crazy with uh, <laughs> the orgs sponsoring and whatnot. Yeah, it's still pretty surprising that this team did this well. I think it's not really a roster you would look at and be like, "Damn, these guys are going to own CIS," but they're doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the roster being Krillat, Young G, Malik, Astral, and Ducalis. These are players that they're very high rated in pub games, but they don't have like the same pedigree in Pro Dota. But this year, it's just coming together, um, so it's really cool to see. And then we move on to China, where no surprise, LGD is undefeated. They still have one series to go, so not quite wrapped up yet. Followed by yep. Team Aster, who are five and one. The only team they've lost to is LGD, so pretty clear tiering. For Chinese scene for the top two at least, followed up by uh, Royal Never Give Up, Ehome, LBZS, and Vici. So the bottom two right now are IG and Phoenix Gaming, of which IG Phoenix bottom two. Yeah, that's very surprising. Phoenix is guaranteed to go to Div two. I mean, IG. How much difference is their roster from last year? This is the same roster that, that won the major, isn't it? Who'd they change? Uh, they swapped out their four, right? It's Kaka for Fade. Oh, but right, I think the rest right. is the same. Yeah, that's very surprising. I, I don't know if Kaka played that instrumental of a role or if they're just not hitting their stride and it's not like... Usually you can't just pin it on one player, right? But the results are night and day compared to what we usually see from IG. So mm-hmm. that's rough. Uh, Phoenix Gaming being in last is, I guess, no, not too big of a surprise. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, PSG LGD in first, their last series is against IG, actually. And if IG somehow win that, they could still tie to stay in Division 1. So that's mm-hmm. a really important series for them. And for LGD, it guarantees them first place if they win. So, And that is coming up in three days. Should be a, a good game on Sunday. Indeed. Check that out. <clears throat> Southeast Asia, which it looks like it's all wrapped up here. We have yep. Boom Esports, number one at six and one, followed by Fnatic, T1, and Team SMG, all tied for second. So that's a three-way tie. So there will be tiebreakers. Of some kind. Uh, And then middle of the pack, Execration and Motivate Trust Gaming. And then bottom two are Neon and TNC Predator. TNC is guaranteed to go to Div 2. Neon. Wait, has this not been updated? Neon and Trust still have to play their last game. And that's the one that decides who goes lower. So there's literally one series left. Yeah, okay. Wait, so Trust and Neon are playing today. If Trust win, they stay in Division 1. If Trust lose, these two teams have to play each other again in a tiebreaker, together with Execration. Mm -hmm. So Execration is just hoping that Trust wins, because then they're staying as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think pretty cool that Boom did this well. Obviously, they've been doing well uh, from the start until now. Most noticeable name on that team for most people will probably be Tims, who used to play for uh, TNC Predator. Um, some people will probably remember Skemberloo, who's playing five in this team, which is interesting. And outside of that, it's mainly, I guess, the person here that's made most of a name for themselves out of the other three, Tino Yopaj and FBZ is probably Yopaj, who's been looking like a beast on mid. So very exciting team. I think this is the kind of team that can win events internationally as well. Um, but obviously, we're going to unfortunately have to wait and see how that all plays out. Uh, but I, what I've seen from Yopaj, he's insanely skilled. Um, and I think if you're an SEA team, I think Tim's is one of my absolute favorite players you can get just because 
the way he's been instrumental to TNC's success in the past and just the way he, how to say, he seems like a really good glue for a team from the supporting position. He plays really good playmaking heroes. Uh, he's good at setting his team up for success. Uh, and he seems like a good guy. So very high value player in that region. And again, T1 tied for second, which is a little bit surprising coming into the season. I would have picked them first for sure, considering their last year was uh, mm. pretty stellar overall. But that just shows that SEA has a lot of competition again. So that's good to see. And their last series was actually against Fnatic. That was, the, that was yesterday. That was the big one for who could get either. T1 could have been tied for first with Boom if they won that one. Uh, but Fnatic did win 2-1, to one, forcing that tie. So, Like you and said, tiebreakers aplenty. There's going to be three sets minimum here for second. Yeah. Then we go on to, we'll, we'll end with North America since I've been casting that. But South America first, we have in, looks like they still have a few matches to go. It looks like another day. Um, yep. Thunder Predator is undefeated at 6-0, and zero, so they are guaranteed to be first. Uh, followed up with a three-way tie between Beast Coast, Infamous, and APU King of Kings. <clears throat> so yep. potential tiebreakers there, but again, still some matches to be played. Followed by Hakori, Lava, and in the bottom two right now, SG Esports is dead last, and they're guaranteed Div 2. And this is one of the more recognizable orgs, at the very least, in South America. Yeah, the players are totally different. Yeah, and the second, well, that's because they change orgs all the time. Uh, yeah. Second to last is No Ping Esports, which uh, is not guaranteed Div 2 yet, but the next match is going to basically determine that. And that is out of their hands. It's Lava versus uh, Hokori. Well, I guess so they're, they're guaranteed, no, they're guaranteed a tiebreaker. Tie yeah, they're guaranteed a tie to stay in the division. Actually, that's pretty exciting. Like, they're they're waiting to see who their opponent is, basically, right now. Yeah, that's a pretty rare situation that there's one series left like this, and the two teams playing for survival, if you will. Uh, one gets guaranteed and the other goes into a tie. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yep. All right. And finally, North America <clears throat> is done. Not including tiebreakers, of course, because there's a lot of tiebreakers. Uh, first place, clear cut, Quincy crew. They ended up six and one. They were undefeated until the last day and they lost to EG 2-0. But at the same time, they yep. didn't really have that much to play for because they were guaranteed first place. Uh, EG and Undying tied for second, so there's going to be a tiebreaker there. Then four Zoomers wildcard are tied for fourth. There's going to be a tiebreaker there. And that's <laughs> followed up with simply two based, who are going to continue to be Div 1, which that was the most surprising thing, which we'll talk about in a second. But the bottom two who are now going to Div 2 are Kosh Gaming and Black and Yellow. And you and I have cast a lot of Black and Yellow. But yep. They have played way better than simply two based, but then they played each other on one of the final days, and they got crushed. That was yep. very surprising. It's such a weird scoreline to look at. The bottom team of NA is six and thirteen in games. Yeah, black and yellow won a game in four series that they lost. Uh, in comparison, Simply Two based won zero games in zeros series that they <laughs> lost. They literally won four games and they're two and five. Um, yeah, 
really bizarre, really, how that played out. And the fact that Black and Yellow couldn't close out at least one more series, then they would have been fine. But that's how it goes. you got to win the best of threes. It's not enough to win best of ones when you're not playing best of one. Um, yeah. I guess for me, the biggest story here as well, we've talked about this, obviously, from fans' perspective, EG, very shaky start. They were two and two. They lost to Black and Yellow. Ironically, the only win Black and Yellow had was against EG. Um, and they lost to Wildcard Gaming as well the week following week. So EG were off to a really rough start. And we were like, uh-oh, EG might not be in contention for the major. They need to play the, on paper, three strongest teams last. Four Zoomers, Quincy, and Undying. And you know what? Then they just 2 out all three of them. So yeah. they, uh, they improved a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, how much of that is swapping in MSS for uh, Nightfall is a, you know, a question mark. Supposed to be because of logistics, Nightfall was not really able to uh, travel the way they wanted to uh, to play with the team. So they got in MSS as a replacement for now, and that worked out great. Yeah, very seamless he, transition for sure. He didn't lose a game with them, actually. <clears throat> That's right. I think it's four 2-0 series with him, or three. And we should mention that EG uh, 2-0'd Quincy crew, they looked, like you said, way better. So they might be yeah. the strongest team again in the region after they could the actually yeah. bring in. So the, I know that the tiebreakers, this one I'm 99% sure will still happen, are actually today. I will be literally be going to sleep right after the podcast and waking up and casting <laughs> the tiebreakers uh, for this region. And they are going to be really hype because, again... For the fourth or the third, what was it? Yeah, the fourth, fifth place, four Zoomers versus Wildcard Gaming. They actually just played each other uh, after Wildcard Gaming had such a really, like, a super good start and four Zoomers not so much. Four Zoomers crushed them. So they're going to get a rematch right. to try to overtake them again. So, yeah, a lot of cool storylines for sure. Uh, let's talk about some DPC-related drama, I guess you can call it. Uh, number one, I guess it's not drama, but uh, some changes for Talon, which we didn't actually talk about because they're Div 2. Let me see what their actual record was here. It wasn't good. I know that. Talon went 3-4 and four overall. They're basically middle of the pack for Div yep. 2. And again, this roster we talked about at the beginning of the season has Gabby, Makoto, KP, Hyde, and Fly. Like all... A couple of them are very recognizable. The rest, like, somewhat recognizable names. So that's extremely surprising that Div 2, they couldn't get right. a top two. That's crazy. And Talon was... has now, uh, they've they've released something saying that they have released Fly and Gabby, which I would, <laughs> I don't know how you feel. I didn't get to watch any of their games because it's Div 2, but on paper, the two strongest players, I know KP's really good, but I'd still consider these two the strongest players on the team. Uh, I think Makoto is also very, very good. Personally. I mean, the, uh, it's, Hyde, it's crazy, I don't know though. particularly well, but it's. There's a couple of possibilities here, right? Uh, one is internal issues and the team just isn't working out. They're not on the same page and they want to make change. The other one is that Fly and Gabby got other offers that they're going to pursue. They've already been like poached, if you will, because the season's over. Mm -hmm. Um,. Or it could even be something as simple as, you know what, some, for someone like Fly, like he gave this region a shot, he's not really feeling it, um, and wants to go back home, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, this was one of the, the teams that we were talking about before the season started that was really exciting, because it, 
it did feel like it was either going to do awesome or flop, right? I don't think there was going to be any in between. Uh, and a, a three and four for me is a flop for this team in Division 2. If this was Division 1 and you go three and four, it's like, okay, you know, um, mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle, tough season. But with players like this that belong in Division 1 and have got, like, major titles, some of them, um, anything below Division 1 is a flop. So, yep, just not a good, uh, not a good showing for them overall. Curious what they're going to do, but yeah, yep, tough to say. Uh, so that's the roster change that we heard about. So next thing, Bulba drama, which got an update as well, so we can actually wrap this one up pretty easily. So I, I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I was actually casting uh, the EG game today. And mm -hmm. Arteezy had, uh, all the players are doing this. I don't know why. They have like their camera tilted towards the ceiling. Like you've talked about it in our cast many times where you only mm -hmm. see their forehead and whatnot. And after one of the fights, they show it and there's Bulba in the background with a headset. And obviously I made some joke about it, uh, just mm -hmm. about Bulba not showering or something like that. And, you know, of course, preface it with we're good friends, so I'm allowed to make fun of him. But I didn't really think about it until afterwards. And then somebody posted something on Reddit saying, why is Bulba even there in the room? Because coaches aren't allowed to do that. And I was like, huh, that's actually true. That's very, very weird. And then there were some more theories that I heard from some other people. Like maybe that's why Arteezy had his camera tilted so that you wouldn't see Bulba. But I'm like, this is like a tier one organization. I feel like there's got to be more to the story. So, mm -hmm. ESL made an update, and I am just going to read it. At the start of ESL 1 of uh, this season, we modified the following rule regarding coaching and team communication to better follow what we are doing for online competitions and other games, which allowed coaches to participate in team communication during gameplay. Upon making this change, we informed all teams coming from the previous season via email and of the update, and provided up-to-date rule sets to teams advancing through the closed qualifier. However, we did not fully inform Valve of this change. As of today, this rule will be reverted back based upon guidance from Valve, as this does not align with their stance on coaching. This update will not impact previous results or matches. And then they talk about what the uh, original rule was supposed to be from Valve, which I won't read because we've talked about it so many times. We'd like to apologize to the teams for a mid-season rule change and highlight that teams who made use of the rule change did absolutely nothing wrong and were simply following the rules. We hope the community will enjoy the remaining matches as we look ahead to what will surely be an exciting conclusion to this DPC season. This is like... So last season, it was Alliance that did this. This tweet that you just read out is from yeah. May. Is it? Yeah. Okay, is, am I... Did they retweet it? Okay, did I get the or, wrong, did I get the or wrong did you copy statement? the wrong tweet? <laughs> no, somebody sent that to me and I just assumed it was for this one. Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on then. Why is Bulba in the room? I was like, didn't this happen before? I don't know. Yeah, this is the exact tweet from me. So what I think is whatever person sent this to you was like, just to showcase that these are the rules that have been in place since May. Okay, my mistake. Right? I, <laughs> I'm going to make it up to you guys in just a moment, I promise you. But, so, okay, that makes I mean, sense. This, okay, so, 
the thing about this then is that I mean, I'm not I'm not going I'm not here to like spread drama or you know, make trouble or whatever, but if if these rules are in place and it's clear cut then yeah, what the hell is Bulba doing in the room with a headset on on camera? I don't know. Him being there does not mean that they're cheating or whatever, but he's whatever he's doing there, he's just not allowed to be in there and hopefully nothing is I don't know. Like you said, for EG, this is very surprising, actually, for me. Oh. Yeah, it's strange. So I guess we'll see another announcement that might be more up-to-date. Maybe they just retweet it, and I'm just ahead of the, the curve here, Sindarin. Um, when when was the footage shown? What do you mean, when was it shown? It was towards so the end of the game. Bo if Bulba's on camera, it was when the team is playing, yeah. was it during the game or was it right after? Like, no, it, would he have walked in the room upon the was, conclusion of the game? No, because I kept casting. I remember I kept casting uh -huh. after we saw him on camera for like five more okay. minutes. So, well, I'm we'll curious see. what the conclusion of that is. That sounds kind of weird. It does sound weird. Unless there's some sort of rule update that we don't know about that the teams received only or. Right. Um, Okay, now it's now the that, yeah. now the yeah. camera tilting theory is back in place. <laughs> Why are they only showing the top of their fucking foreheads? What are they hiding, huh? That's weird. But yeah, we should give them the benefit of the doubt because this has been something that's already happened and made a big deal about. So wait for some sort of clarification, maybe. But yeah, not a good look either way. Uh, okay, <clears throat> next thing on the list. Uh, so this is something that we haven't really done before because I don't consider myself a journalist. This is kind of a journalist thing to do. Oh. I, I'm going to break some news. This is breaking news for the DPC. I did some investigating. Is your breaking news from May 12th by chance? <laughs> no. Uh, what is today? This is okay. breaking news from January 20th, 2022. Uh, so let me preface this first. I have talked to, first of all, I heard this from somebody, okay, this following that I will talk about, and I wanted to get more information and I wanted it to be corroborated by multiple people. I didn't want just one team, one region. I wanted to get as many people as I could. So I have gotten confirmation from several organizations from several continents of the following about the major Cinderin. I have news. Oh. So this is what is going to apparently happen. All the teams have been emailed this. Um, there will not be a LAN. There will be something yeah. that we kind of talked about as being a possibility. It will be an online regional kind of tournament, let's call it. Mm -hmm. where the top four of each region will play in a regional finals, okay? Okay. And this will happen during two weekends in February, where one weekend is three regions, so they kind of overlap a bit slightly with time zones, and then the next weekend is another three regions, okay? Okay. Format has not been 100% finalized from what these sources have told me. There will be $100,000 per region, for these, if you want to call them tournaments or whatever. 
Uh, top two get DPC points. Okay. All the regions get the same amount of points distributed. The second... So this is something, obviously, that Valve came out with when the major was canceled, that the DPC points have been redistributed a bit to the second and third major. That has been restored, reverted, I should say. So the second and third major get their original DPC points that they announced way back when. And this one is... So none of that is really that surprising, honestly. Uh, we kind of theorized that this was probably the most likely you know, follow-up to the cancellation of the major. This one is surprising, though. So after the TI qualifiers are over this year, so this is after the third, or, yeah, the third major or whatever, they will take the second and third place teams from the TI qualifiers and put them on LAN somewhere before TI-11. So that's 12 teams because it's six regions, right? Six times two. And out of those 12 teams, the top two go to TI. So there's going to be 20 teams at TI with two groups of 10. And four teams are going to be eliminated during the group stage. So all the teams have been contacted about this already. So that's basically wildcard then. Yes. So we're getting the old... All it, right. I don't know if it's exactly like the old wildcard, but... Uh, Not it's quite. very similar. It's a more yeah. extended wildcard. Right. So what is your what are your thoughts on this? So it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic because obviously the players are they're feeling wishy I don't know if wishy washy is the right way to put it. They're feeling hmm. obviously happy that something's happening, but it feels kind of bittersweet in a way because the only reason it's happening is because the community got really angry because Valve wasn't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And again, this is several different sources that are not connected in any way have also basically said that the reason... Hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I should say this, actually. Give me a reaction while I think about if I should say this or not. Okay. Uh, Continue. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, I'll just go over the things you said so far. So hmm. you said each region gets 100 grand for this. So that basically means that that's more than the major prize pool would have been because it would have been half a million, right? And now it's six regions getting 100k each. So total prize pool is bigger. I understand from like a potential or fairness standpoint that you make each region's prize the same. Um, at the same time, I still, you know, what I, what I talked about last week, I think you could have maybe skewed the prize pools a little bit based on number of slots for the regions so that there's more money for the regions that are... Um, that have more slots it also makes sense from the perspective of how many lives the region would have had at the major so if you're looking at it from the perspective of let's say each team is equally good with that logic there should still have been more prize money in eu and china because if teams are equally good then more prizes would have gone to that, those regions because mm. they have more teams at the major um so in a way the big winners here are actually the smaller regions because they get a bigger chunk on average of the prize pool than they were expected to um, so it's great news for them. Obviously not going to complain on their behalf, but from a like absolute fairness perspective, I don't know if this was the way to do it. Um, the whole extra teams of TI is something I'm super happy about. I think that should have been, you know, the, the circuit and how many teams are competitive and are 
uh, able to play there. This has been a discussion for a while. Like, you could argue for any amount of teams at TI. You could argue that it should only be six, and it's the best team from every region. You could argue it should be 12. You could argue it should be 16 like it used to be, 18, 20, 24. Because there's mm. so many good teams now in the world that are uh, capable of taking games off each other at that competitive level that as long as the logistics allow it, I say the more the merrier at TI, to be honest. I don't, I don't think that uh, the gap from top 16 to top 24 is very meaningful, personally. Uh, which means that as long as it can be supported and ran, uh, it makes for more stories, it makes for more representation of the regions, uh, more teams get a chance. Um, so I'm definitely happy to see more teams. The whole wild card on LAN, I think, is super cool. It's similar to what they do in CS, correct me if I'm wrong, where they play in to... Um, there's basically like multiple stages to the majors at CS, right? Where... There's like the teams that are auto-invited based on merit from previous tournaments, and then there's teams that qualify and teams that like progress through steps, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I think maybe a little bit inspired by that. But yeah, having, having the second and third place teams get a second life, I think is cool. So very happy about that. Cool. So, so yeah. like you said, all of this is team sources. None of it is official. So I, I wonder if any of it is subject to change at all or if it's just a full-on lock. If it's a full-on lock, from I'm assuming it will be posted. That, yeah, from the people um, I talked to, they were surprised but... that it wasn't posted already. So I think it's maybe coming okay. today. Uh, the thing I was going to say that I'm not going to, and the reason I'm not going to is because this would share the opinion. I mean, this seems to be the consensus from everybody I've talked to, the reasons that the major didn't happen. But I think it's an opinion on their part, and it's not like actual fact. So I don't okay. think it's best to spread rumors that I can't like 100% say with certainty uh, would be the case. So we'll put a pin in that until it's verified at some right. other point. So yeah, uh, we will be getting something. Exciting news, though. It's nice that we get a major replacement. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that brings us to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the SAP segment. Remember, we are partnered with SAP, an enterprise software company that's bringing their expertise via analytics in esports we have been asking each other questions for many weeks now i have gotten one correct in x amount of weeks cinderin still has zero points i am giving him the easiest question he's ever had today. all right here we go i got this do you think it's ags or shard first of all let's see if you get off yeah, the what, good start is here. that the question like then i have 50 50 that's pretty no, good that's not a question it's it's eggs let me see. I don't remember. Let me read my question. Yes, correct. Nice. Which, I got one right. Which hero who has bought... Let me rephrase this. <clears throat> which hero's ags has the lowest percentage buy rate? So every hero has bought ags other than Marcy. We're not mm -hmm. including that. Who has right. the lowest buy rate percentage? So not number percentage yep. okay is it bane elemental dazzle oracle or life stealer oracle final answer why do you lock it in so early cinderin because you're not going to help me anyway and it's good whether i'm right or wrong okay so let's go in order here from the highest percent. I'll explain it after. To lowest, okay? 
So the last this is in pro games. The last yeah, ticketed games. Ticketed games, yeah. The last one I say is the correct answer. So Bain was zero point eight four percent buy rate. Dazzle zero point six percent. Oracle zero point five two percent. And Life Stealer zero point five one. Dude, it's zero point zero one percent difference. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, what was your what was your reason? All right, so I feel like Bane would be the one that get bought gets bought the most because the new ag is actually relevant sometimes. Um, I remember we cast a game where Lifestealer bought eggs, so I know it has happened. That's true. Ne- I don't think I've ever seen Oracle eggs being bought in a pro game. So, I don't remember what is that the Fates Edict uh, doesn't have the negative effect on allies and doesn't have the positive effect on yes. enemies, right? And yeah. before that, it was lower cooldown on purifying flames, I think, down to one second or something. Oh, and so it was, it was literally also, a core item, well, it actually which changed nobody twice. played it as in Proto. It was but first, still, it was first the purifying flames, then it changed to the Q, which I can never remember the name of. It had really long range and it stunned for or rooted for half the duration, and now it's. The Fates Edict. They've <laughs> made a lot of changes. You know what? If we hadn't cast that game with Ame Lifestealer buying eggs, I think I would have guessed Lifestealer. So it's it's oh. his fault or his because of him that I'm still wrong in every single question, which is cool, Shannon. I'm keeping it up. Yep, that's how many quite wrong, the... in a row? Fifteen or sixteen or something. It's, it's pretty incredible. Very impressive. Okay, what's your question? All right. So my question for you today is, which of these heroes is not in the top five average hero damage per minute? Average hero Across damage per minute. Top five average hero damage per minute. Okay. Which one of these is not in the top five? Is it A, Ember, B, Venno, C, Spectre, or D, Arc Warden? Oh my god! All right, give me the give me them again. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the process of elimination here. So Arc Warden, a, Ember, B Venno, C Specter, or D Arc Warden. <clears throat> so damage per minute, average damage per minute. So really, it comes down to who does the most damage by the end of the game. Uh, because it, it also matters how out. long the games are, right? Yeah, it does matter how long the games are. So. Spectre games are longer. Arc Warden games are longer. Venno games. Venno does a lot of damage. I'm just going to eliminate Venno. I hope that's not the right answer. I feel like he does a shit ton of damage. Ember, Arc Warden. I think Spectre does a shit ton of damage as well. So it's between Ember and Arc Warden. I'll go with the correct answer. Ember Spirit. Incorrect. Please don't tell me it's Arc Warden. Do you want a second guess? Well, it was going to be Arc Warden, so I guess that's not right. Incorrect. Do you want a third guess? Venno? The first hero I get eliminated, Venno? Yeah. Venno is sixth. Just outside the top. (laughs) Spectre is fifth. Okay. Ember is fourth. And Arc Warden is third. Who do you think is second and first? Zeus is second or first? 
You said second or first, Zeus. Okay, which position is he? First. Second or first? He's first. He's not first. Who do you think is first then? I have to look at the... Is, is Zeus second? Yes. Well, obviously, because he's not first. Well, I, I I thought you were trolling me. I don't know. No, right. no, no, no. He is uh, one of the two, so that's I, good. It's got to be an in here then, right? Um, if it's not Zeus, what the hell? Average hero damage per minute. Let's just say, for the fun of it, techies. Incorrect. Yeah. It is everyone's favorite hero, Tinker. Oh, yeah, that, that does make sense. Yeah. But okay. it's close between Zeus and Tinker, to be fair. It's pretty close. Okay. All right. With that, let's get on to the community question of the week. So uh, let me just load this up real quick. Last week, we asked, guess the highest average CS per minute for Ame. So they have to have at least 100 pro games played, and Ame has the highest. The correct answer for his average CS per minute was 10.12 in 556 games. You guessed 10. <laughs> so you got hey, that I right. was really close. Not only were you really close, you were closer than anybody in the comments section, actually. I'm the best. Uh, the closest person that got it correct in the comments section was The King, number seven, who guessed 10.3. So th good job to you, good sir. Uh, so next week's question is, and the person that get the shout out, uh, the question comes from Antonio Gabriel Rubio. What is the core hero that has the highest win rate when played as support? So this answer will only be, I shouldn't say only, but it comes from patch 7.00 and beyond. So positions four and five count as support. So whatever you guys want to guess, in the comments, hashtag SAP Esports, followed up with the hero name. So again... How do you define a core hero with this? I, I mean, that is a bit of a question mark, but they have the stats for it. So <clears throat> basically heroes that are considered, I guess they play more often in the one, two, or three position. Than in the four or five. Got it. Yeah. That's probably so, how they define it, though. Do you sense. have a guess? So the highest win rate for a core hero that is played as support. I need to look at the hero list real quick. Do you have your own guess? I did, but now I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find it here real quick. Yeah, that's a lot of heroes. Hmm. Juggernaut would be an interesting one. I mean, it's barely ever played as support, but when it does, very exciting stuff. Hmm. I feel like I had a good one here. I probably should have written this down beforehand. Pudge is definitely not a core hero, by the way. Very he sad. He gets played support more than core, in yeah. pro games at least. Okay, I, this one is... Pro oh, this is actually debatable. What is Tiny considered, you think? I don't know. He's had a lot of time as support, but a lot of time as core as well. That one's When maybe is this from? 7.00 and beyond. December 2016. All right, I have an, I have an off-brand guess then. Okay, what is it? I'm going to guess PA. Okay. There was that patch good. where people would play PA roaming support with Orb of Venom and Orb of, uh, and Blightstone. I think that was after 2016. Okay. And he got nerfed really fast because it was stupidly annoying to play against. I, I'm going to guess that. I have a couple of other guesses. I'm going to guess... Um, well, let's say PA. OD. Yeah, that was one of my other two, actually. That doesn't count as your guess. That's my guess. I don't know. I'm saying PA, and my other two guesses, if I had secondaries, would be Odian Ember. 
Yeah, you don't get um, other guesses. I think I Odie them. is a very good guess, Sharon. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good job. So We're put your answers in the YouTube comments. We appreciate uh, the support. And thanks for SAP, to SAP for sponsoring this segment. Um, Sharon, guys... my 10? Yes. Does that count as a correct answer? Your what? I, no. I was closest on the Ami one. Now I have one right. No, that doesn't count. Sorry. Oh. Uh, if you guys click okay. the link in the description of the video, that helps us out to continue with segments like this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Let's move on. This is going to be a bit of a short one, but Dragon's Blood Season 2. Don't worry. No spoilers. Uh, because I asked Cinder ahead of time if he had indeed watched it. Have You haven't watched any episodes, or what's the deal? Nothing yet, no. What is wrong with you? A lot. Okay, so this is the deal. And by deal, I mean this is my demand. This is what will happen. Uh, I watched it, of course, like a normal person in one day because it's eight episodes and they're 25 minutes apiece. So what I'm going to do is I will give a non-spoiler review right now, my personal opinion. Okay. And then next week is your deadline to watch these, what is it, like four hours of footage not even four. It's like three and a half hours. Okay. And if you don't, it doesn't matter. I'm still doing a review with spoilers. Okay. Okay? Yep. That's called being a bad friend. Got it? No. That's called being... I mean, do you want me to do a review on Dragon's Blood like two, like when you're done watching it in six months, when it's not relevant anymore, when season three is going to come out? sounds pretty hype. Then book three might come out. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So... <laughs> First of all, I how do you like if I give my opinion on something? Do you do you think it affects you in any way before you watch it, whether it's negative or positive? I don't. I don't really mind. We have pretty different taste with some things. I think. Okay. Oh, I should say I I forgot to tell you this. I watched one of those movies you recommended the um, the satire one. Oh, what was it called uh, again? I already the, forgot what it was called. Uh, don't look up. Yes, we watched Wh Don't Look Up. What did you think? I thought it was good, but not great. Oh, it was okay. it was all right. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, terrible I, opinion. Yeah. I thought some of it was some moments were really funny, but a lot of it wasn't that great. And I thought it was dragged out. I feel like the same story could have been told in half an hour less, with yeah. no loss. That's maybe that's maybe true. It was kind of dragged out. But I enjoyed every it was, minute. It was of all right it, for so what it was. It didn't it was feel fun. long to me. Uh, okay, so my review. But that's why I didn't watch Dragon's Blood because I watched that movie. Yeah, I'm sure. Like a couple of weeks ago, and then I'm <laughs> sated for a while. Yeah, it just takes a lot out of you. I have actually been really struggling to find a number in which to give this out of 10. So let me just say the stuff that I'm allowed to say that isn't spoilery. Okay. Because my notes are all spoilery, so I'm going to avoid that. The pacing of the show, if you guys remember our opinion, I think we shared it, was the pacing was not good for season one. Uh, and that, you know, that can be kind of typical sometimes with, you know, the pilot season where you don't know mm -hmm. if you have funding for another season and you just want to get as much out as you can. The pacing is somehow way worse than season one, like really bad, okay. like really bad. The dialogue, a lot of it, very bad as well. Uh, some of the voice acting, like I don't want to take away from... I'm not going to name names here. Some of the voice acting is definitely good, but I think on average, very bad voice acting, in my opinion. Um, and I'm going to skip 
all the other things that I can't talk about. So nine out of ten. The animation, basically no difference from season one. Like maybe slight upgrade, but not really. Like again, I know this is just me. The noses really bother me. Like to the point where I get like slightly angry just watching it. Uh, and then all the other notes I have are on characters, which I won't talk about. So with that, I'm going to review. I'm trying to think of like a review that makes sense because I'm a bit biased because I want to like it because it's Dota. And the other side, I don't want to be, I want to come at this as a, like a non-Dota viewer as well. I'm not sure where to put it. So I'm going to say right. 5.5 out of 10. And how much did you give season one? Seven? I don't know. I think higher than that for sure. Yeah, yeah it was definitely I think higher. you gave it higher than that. Okay. So this, I felt like there was a little bit more expectation, not to like blow us away like Arcane. I was not expecting this to be better than Arcane. There's no way. Arcane was just too good. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting this to be better than season one and to correct some of the mistakes, especially the pacing. Yet, in my opinion, it was even worse. So, I'm so excited to watch this quickly before in a week. Well, it's going to get spoiled for you in a week, so uh, very disappointed. If there's a season three, I'll still watch it. Now, somebody did post something on Reddit that, in terms of the worldwide rating right now on Netflix, it is number 14, which I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's after one day, so I don't know if that means anything, honestly, but hopefully there's more seasons. Hopefully they can make like this it just feels like it's a 25 episode uh season condensed into eight 25 minute episodes that's actually what it feels like and it right it just sucks unfortunately just really sucked but what you didn't mention about the number 14 worldwide it is number one in jamaica that's right jamaicans love it And all of the responses on Reddit are witch doctor based. Very good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next thing on the list is easily the biggest news, even though we had some pretty big news already. Microsoft yeah, is fucking huge. Is acquiring Activision Blizzard for sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Yep. Wow. This came out but- of nowhere. So it is. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Well, I'm just gonna say this adds to the collection of Microsoft who are just like <laughs> collecting studios. It feels like, and this is obviously the biggest one by far. Uh, they have a lot of franchises like Halo. I can't even like. There's a lot of Microsoft stuff, Gears of War, whatever. But now they add Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, and hilariously enough, Candy Crush, which is ginormous. <laughs> I let's be real. Microsoft only bought it for Candy Crush. That's true. That's the only one they've heard of. But I probably I don't know if this is. So here's the thing: from an industry as a whole, I don't know if this is good. But no. I think it's it has to be good for people that enjoy Blizzard games, because now it's not run by a bunch of fucking idiots. Like Microsoft are at least competent, other than like their naming conventions of Xbox, which are atrocious. They're at least competent in what they do. And they don't have all this drama behind them. So that is They're going to rename benefit. Blizzard to Blizzbox Series B. That Yeah, sounds good. I mean, if their games are good, I don't um, care, I guess. 
So correct me if I'm wrong. I think this in the gaming industry, this is the biggest purchase ever by a factor of five. Probably. I think the yeah. biggest purchase until now was about twelve and a half billion dollars, and I forgot which company bought which, but it was something like that. Um, so crazy stuff. And of course, Microsoft. Maybe they wanted to buy Blizzard, and then they were just waiting for Blizzard to fuck themselves over enough that they could get it on discount. So that's right. a you know, that's <laughs> a good course. play. Yeah. Um. I wonder how much this would have cost them two years ago. Maybe they wouldn't even have been for sale. But, 100 billion, maybe? I could see uh, it going maybe. down like 30% for sure. Um, all right, it's in, it's in chat here. Take two bought Zynga. Yeah, that's the one for 12 and a half. So yeah, this is the biggest, this is pretty fucking huge news in the gaming atmosphere because of how, like, just the price itself and the fact that, you know, Activision Blizzard actually got sold and just as a general concept, whatever the price was. Um, I'm a, as you know, I'm a really big fan of some of the older Blizzard games in particular. Uh, I think original World of Warcraft is one of the best games ever made. Warcraft 3, one of the best games ever made. Uh, I've never been much of a StarCraft player, but I can appreciate how good the game is. Um, but yeah, in general for me, all of Blizzard's really good games are 10 plus years old at this point, honestly. Mm. So I think what a lot of people are cautiously hoping is that with this new ownership over time we might get that's the that's the thing where i feel like maybe i'm just being naive hoping for that in general cuz gaming as it gaming itself has moved from where it was 10 to 15 years ago mm-hmm. and what you can expect out of video games whether it's microsoft owning it or activision owning it i don't know how big the difference is going to be but obviously people are really hopeful that this will somehow bring blizzard back to former glory cuz i think everyone basically will agree that Blizzard's golden age is ages ago. Um, yep. They just they were the company for video games back in the zeros, and they just aren't, and they haven't been for a long time. So, if this if this purchase helps Blizzard make better games, I'm obviously a huge fan of that. I hope they you know end up making a great Diablo four, and uh, maybe that future iterations of WoW will get back to like the core of what the game used to be and why it was so fucking good. Uh, and hopefully that they make some new IP. Uh, some of the other partnerships Microsoft have with other studios have given really, really good games. So that's you know something I'm hopeful about. Um, from an industry standpoint, like you said, I don't know if this is worrying uh, in like a monopoly direction. I think uh, one of the things that I read people were talking about was like in the food industry. Um, there's like eight companies worldwide, or at least the US, I don't know if it's worldwide, that just own, it's probably US only, that own a shitload of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, they just and eat each other up, right? competition is good, so this used to be competition and now it isn't, between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, two of the giants, right? So, eh, kind of, yeah. I don't know if this is something to really be worried about, but if this is like a trendsetter and Microsoft starts owning more and more and more and more, eventually, you know, it's they have too big of a market share. Um, yeah, and I think but yeah. some other aspects that we haven't talked about, uh, obviously there's the Microsoft versus Sony, right? Xbox versus PS5 or whatever, PlayStation yeah. in general, where Microsoft has kind of transitioned away from just consoles where they've kind of resigned to losing the console battle, technically speaking, in terms of just pure sales. 
because people are buying PS5s to play PlayStation games, whereas people that mm -hmm. buy Xbox, yeah, they can play Xbox games, but you can also play those games on PC now. And I've actually right. heard, this is not an advertisement, I haven't actually tried it, but I've actually seen a lot of people talk about the Xbox, is it the Xbox or Microsoft Game Pass, actually being mm -hmm. a good, it's kind of like the Netflix of the, like you just pay a monthly subscription, it's like 20 bucks a month, and you can play whatever game you want on their Game Pass, which a lot of them are AAA titles, um, some of which can be cloud-based, like the Google Stadia stuff. But, I mean, this just adds to the collection of games that they're allowed to use, right? right. Which this is arguably, even with the drama, the pro <clears throat> probably the most valuable IP. Like, Warcraft just by itself is probably... Like, would you say there's a more powerful IP? Just in general in gaming? For or gaming specifically. Like, obviously there's Pokemon, which isn't didn't start as, like, a video game thing, right? So we can ignore right. like those. Like Warcraft is, if it's not the biggest, it's one of the biggest. It's definitely sure. one of the big ones. Like I was thinking, out of all the games that they bought here in quotation marks, Call of Duty is also a really big franchise. Yeah, true. Um, and as much as I want it to be Warcraft, I don't know if Warcraft is really the biggest IP here anymore. It probably was, That's but Call point. of Duty just has so many games, and it's both PC and console. Which is something Warcraft never managed to do, right? Was to do a console port. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. Uh, Diablo is also a big IP. It's also on console. Uh, you can play Diablo 3 on the Switch. It's on... The original Diablo 1 actually was on PlayStation as well. They were really early to port that to consoles, Blizzard, back then. Um, yeah. I don't so know. If, if I were to order these... Maybe I'm underestimating Candy Crush here. Dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I mean, mobile games for me, technically are the biggest. Warcraft is the most industry. iconic IP here, but I yeah. may just be biased, right? Possibly, but we need to remember where we come Either from. Either way, with like the, Dota and like Warcraft. Overwatch by comparison is the smallest, maybe of yes, all of these. I would these definitely franchises. agree with Overwatch. Diablo, is the of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, Starcraft. I think those are all bigger. bigger than Overwatch, and Overwatch is still yeah, relatively big. So. Uh, yeah, lots of question marks and a lot of stuff we probably won't even see the effects of for a long time, but still giant news. And I think overall, my gut is that this is positive, mostly because Same. Blizzard couldn't do anything right for seemingly over a decade now. So let somebody else do it. Uh, so we'll see if Microsoft can do it. Looking forward to that. All right, next thing on the list, a new Valorant agent has come out, Cinder. You have been playing Valorant with me lately. A little bit. A little bit. A new duelist, so I think this is the fifth, maybe even the sixth duelist now, named Neon. She is Filipina, which is cool. And I'm going to talk about all her abilities. I have, I've unlocked her, but I haven't played her. I have played her in practice, but not in an actual game. But I've played with her on my team several times. So... And since you've been playing a decent amount, you can actually appreciate what these abilities do, and you tell me your reaction. It'll be I mean, a little bit more authentic. don't oversell how much I've played, though, or don't overestimate how much I know about the game. Like, I still barely know abilities, to be honest. You've played a lot of Sage. You're getting really professional with Sage. How uh, many games have I played with you since we started playing again? Like, 10? Not enough not for even. you to play ranked, that's for sure. Yeah, so... <laughs> Her first ability, which you have to uh, uh, purchase, is called the Relay Bolt. It essentially sends 
a bolt from your hand so you don't even like it's just instant activation wherever this little bolt lands it stuns people which stunning is like a little dazed effect doesn't actually stun them and then it bounces from that location to another one it's like a little bouncy thing and it also does the same effect somewhere else so you can kind of like Do around you vector corners. target that no you just point it and based on where you are it'll bounce off to another area and they both will okay. get affected by this little aoe so it's like a little stun action uh, her second ability, which is kind of her main one, is called High Gear. It's the one that she comes with. Uh, essentially, she will just start running really fast. But she has like a little gauge, so she loses energy over time, essentially. And while you're, di you're, you're disarmed, so you're not, you're not holding any weapons, but you move really fast. And then if you right-click, you do a, like a little kind of... It's not a dash, but it's like a slide, almost. So you can slide in, then take your weapon out and start shooting people. It's really hard to actually focus her. So kind of a mobility-based hero. That sounds pretty fun. It, Yeah, I can see this being fun to play. Uh, her other ability called Fastlane, which is a purchasable one. You've seen the Phoenix wall that you can create, right? Mm -hmm. This like flame wall. It's like this double parallel flame walls that you can't curve or anything. That They don't block damage or anything, just block vision so it allows you to just walk through it and potentially take a sight or just fake it out or whatever the case may be it goes through walls as well so more and useful than damage. i originally thought yeah it deals a little bit of damage if you go through it same with the teammates though wait so you're saying this goes through walls yeah i mean i haven't tested to its full capability i just know it like says if here, I... fire yeah. energy lines on the ground that extend a short distance or until they hit a surface so i've tried it on like corners and it will go through i don't know if it's a bug so I don't know for sure. So, that doesn't sound like what it's supposed to. So if it's supposed to just be Because that would be really be good. That's like away. an impromptu molly, right? You can just cover a corner and force people out of the corner yeah, if it works like much. that. And then so her ultimate like is essentially a zapper out of your hands. So you're running. You're basically using the same gauge that you use for your running ability, except instead of a weapon now, you're using your hand that shoots, rail gun. that shoots lightning bolts and it kills very fast and then when you get a kill, it refreshes your thing. But if it runs out completely, then your your ult is over, essentially. Dude, that is literally Railgun from Quake. No, Railgun is a one-shot. This is like you're holding Wait, it down. Wait, not Railgun, then. I'm, got it, I'm getting the name wrong. Oh, I know. What's yeah. this weapon called? I don't know, remember the name, but yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. Much more powerful. Uh, not Railgun. I don't know. Um, someone in chat will know this. Th this is way too old of a game for most of chat, I think. No, no, no. There's... We... <laughs> Everyone who watches this <laughs> podcast is a boomer. Okay, so it's the weapon in Quake where you're like you're like firing consistently like lightning. Yeah, I remember the weapon. I, I don't shaft? remember. Someone is saying shaft. Wait, is that from Quake? There's no way it's shaft. <laughs> is it called it lightning gun? It could be lightning gun. Yeah. Do, do they really just call it lightning gun? Someone's saying railgun. <laughs> I don't know yeah, rail railgun was my favorite because that's a one shot one kill. Anyway. I, I, I've heard this Shaft is, before. I think it's Shaft. This is the new agent in Valorant. Uh, Duelist, for those that don't know, is like uh, essentially the, supposed to be the fragging class, I guess you could call it. I think the agent is... I haven't played her in a real game, like I said, but I can imagine her being very fun to play. Somewhat frustrating to play against because she's so fast. And I think on the competitive level is not going to be particularly good. Uh, but oh, she... Okay is better than a couple other duelists, which are worse inherently. I think Yoru and Phoenix are definitely worse. But the problem is, like, the top two duelists, which are Reyna and especially Jet, 
no reason to pick this agent over them still. So Riot needs to nerf them, please. Thank you. We have to play more Valorant, Syndrome. Okay. All right. And the final topic of today, the most important topic of today. <sighs> we haven't talked about this yet. Wordle. Wordle. Is anybody on the Wordle train right now? I haven't even talked to you I'd about it. this. It's fun. So why don't you explain it to people that don't know since I've been talking so much? It's a very simple okay. concept. Right. Based on my reaction, the way you set me up, you made it sound like I put this in the outline. I actually didn't. No. It was you. I'm it surprised. I've been playing it it's every very... day for like two weeks now. That's... I'm surprised you're playing it, actually. Why? Because um, it's with words and you're all about the images. Continue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dead um, joke. Thank you. Move on. No, it, I mean, it, okay. Anyway, um, the concept of the game is you are supposed to guess a five-letter word, and you have six guesses uh, maximum. Every time you guess a word, it shows you which letter in your guess is in the word and which ones aren't, and whether your letter is in the correct placement. So let's say the correct word you're trying to guess is uh, snake, and your first guess is truck, then you will get four gray squares because T, R, U, and C are not in snake. And then the K will be yellow because it is in snake, but it's in the wrong position. Because right. in snake, it's the fourth letter, not the fifth one. Um, and then you kind of, you know, step by step, figure out the puzzle by removing letters and unlocking like placements. Um, and yeah, there's one posted every day. It's really fun. It's really easy. Um, I, if you're a big fan of it, Shannon, there's I, actually a page called Alt Unlimited Wordle where you oh. can play anywhere from five to 11 letters and there's no limit. You can just play That's too hard for me. I'm sorry. Um, I the thing that fascinates me the most about but yeah you're right the just to reiterate kind of what you said like when you eliminate letters like you get this little virtual keyboard and it'll show you which letters that you've already used so you can kind of eliminate yeah. that like visually very easily but it's like a puzzle basically. I yeah such a simple simple website simple game everything about it is very simple in nature and yet, in the year 2022, it can capture the attention of so many people and be this popular. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. That is so fucking cool. And it it's crosses kind of a good way point. more than just one segment of an audience. It's like everyone can relate to this on some level. Very cool. I love it. There's a good point from the god of Cloud9 in chat who says, easier hangman, question mark. I think it's not exactly hangman, right? But when you think about it, that's a game that most people will have played or will know. And that's, you know, it, it's a classic little game to pull out if you don't know what to play on travel or whatever, right? Like if mm. you just, uh, because everybody obviously uses language, everybody, yeah, it, it just has really broad appeal. Um, and I, I, can, I can see the Hangman comparison, actually. I, I didn't really think about that, but it's kind of what it is in a way. Um, Do you have... I wouldn't say it's easier, really. Um, it's just different version. Would but. you, or do you have a starting word that you like? Uh, yeah, I mainly use siren. Siren. Okay. Yeah. 
So supposedly, if you really want to min-max this game, uh, like some people ran simulations or whatever based on letters, and apparently the two best words to start with are raise or arise, which oh. obviously have the same letters. See, just I have I have heard varying. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of opinions on what the best like wheel of fortune. Mm-hmm. The thing that they give you is R S L T N, I think, or E, or I can't remember all of them, but something to that effect. Those are considered right. like the most common letters, and if you can eliminate those, then it becomes a lot easier. I know my wife, Nikki, uses uh, stare, S T A R E. That's also very good. I used one that she originally used, which is super, uh, which okay. I actually switch it up now. This is going to be hilarious. It sounds like a meme, but it actually got me a good, like a two guest one, I think. Mm-hmm. Where if one day super was really good, then I'm taking my odds that the next day it won't be. So I switched to what horse or what? Wo- Damn it. I st- <laughs> What horse? <laughs> what horse? I'm going to say, what word do you think I was going to use? It's horse. It's actually a good word. It's legitimately good. I just type in horse. Uh, horse is good. It's pretty good. Uh, I recommend that one for everybody. That's true. <laughs> and one of these days I'm going to get it in one guess because the answer will be horse. Uh, looking forward what to that. What Susie day. does is, as a challenge or for fun or whatever you want to call it, uh, she starts with the correct answer from yesterday. Okay. So if the answer was horse, then she will start with horse. I'm sure it's. Uh, Which can be very bad or very good. It depends obviously. on how they pick the word, right? I think it probably is randomly generated or maybe not. I think so. And like but. sometimes the words are really. Like one of the words we had somewhat recently was proxy. If you start with that the next day, you're probably not starting very well. There's like a lot of those letters that are unlikely to be there. But. Yeah. So I would highly, me and Cinder would both highly recommend checking recommend. out Wordle. It's spelled W-O-R-D-L-E. There are a ton of copycats. And that's actually maybe the topic we could have talked about. We're not going to, but a lot of people are uh, making apps that are, based off of that and just changing the name or even keeping the name and just a lot of shit's going on. But W-O-R-D-L-E, it's a website. To my knowledge, there's not even an app for it, which is kind of weird. And if you want to play the original, the link is powerlanguage.co.uk slash Wordle. Is that true? Yes. Wait, so the one I've been playing is a fake? There's no way. I think so. There's no I'm pretty way. sure this is the original. See, all right, this is interesting now because now I, I'm not sure anymore. I was sure you were playing this one. Maybe there's just, maybe all of them are Wait, fake. hold on. Let me, oh. I haven't even favored it yet. I literally just Google Wordle, click on the first one. Oh, yeah, you're it's right. It is that one. <laughs> okay. Good. I didn't okay. even notice. Okay. Yeah, they could probably get a better domain name than that. I'm what pretty the sure that's the original one. Yeah, okay. So yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, that's it for today. So thanks for watching. I will be casting... I believe NA tiebreakers enjoy. today. Enjoy. Yep. You enjoy uh, whatever the hell you're going to do. Well, you could watch uh, Dragon's Blood. Oh, actually, I didn't tell you. I'm getting my third shot today. Oh, booster. Nice. In one hour. Congratulations. Hope I don't get sick. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. Do you call them a booster in US? Yeah, booster. You do call it booster. Okay. Yep. Although, if you get the flu shot every year, it's not called a booster. So, but I guess because they oh. change it every year to. Not even going to get into this. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Sunset and Cinder signing out. Goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe.
Thanks for listening.